Hey y'all, welcome to Bookish Bitches. It's not your grandma's book club, so grandma, if you're listening, you'd probably be okay with this one, but to err on the side of caution, I'm still going to say please don't. I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. And in today's episode, we're going to be continuing our conversation slash episodes about Throne of Glass. Uh, Today we're doing Assassin's Blade. Yes, so this is the prequel to the Throne of Glass series. Um, there's like a lot of debate on which books you should read in like which order. Um, I know a lot of people actually tandem read this series, like when some scenes are happening at the same time in different places. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. Um, that sounds like too much to try to coordinate. Like a, yeah, that's like a Game of Thrones episode, but in my opinion, um, in my opinion, I would probably still read Throne of Glass, Crown of Midnight, and then the prequel. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you know and that's what, I mean. what we did because I I trust yeah. you and like. Did you think that? Did you think that like book order was good for you? Like, it definitely I think informs a lot of what I've already read. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously, like it's not a spoiler. We know Sam dies, but yeah. this gives us that whole love story mixed in with other parts of Selena and who she is as a person, like who, how. Yeah, like, in yeah. how the first two books, she keeps mentioning Sam and how he taught her so much. And, like, this book kind of shows all that context on how he, like, cha- not changed her, but, like, evolved her as a better person. Yeah, and I think you know what I mean? this is an interesting, the placement of reading this after we figure out that she's Aelin, mm-hmm. I feel like is crucial to now discovering her other identity in the next few books. You understand more about Selena. How is she similar or different to Aelin? You can see from knowing more about her background. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's a good placement. And then you can go into Air of Fire, like, with all of her character development from the very beginning. Because in the mm-hmm. beginning of this book, it talks about how Aerobin found her in the river um, and, like, took her in, you know, even though it was kind of, like, child grooming. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll get to that um <laughs> but yeah so in this book um uh, it's actually funny on amazon uh you can actually have the option of having the four separate stories as their own little tiny books mm-hmm. and i'm like i could have done it that way but so basically those four books are in this one yeah basically and each one has like a different name like the assassin and the pirate lord the assassin in the desert uh, the assassin in the underworld and the assassin and the empire yeah and then there's the one that's the assassin and the healer which is between um the pirate yes, lord and the yes. desert yeah which yes, i think I- that one completely skipping out of order but like i think the assassin and the healer really shows you the most of selena's interpersonal care for other women so yeah, the assassin and the healer is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't mention it, but it is my favorite because I I like skimmed through it and looked at the top to see which ones were in there. Um, and I'll the only re- the reason why it's my favorite is because of Irene and Selena. Yeah, <laughs> and I keep calling her Selena in this because that's what she was called. Yeah, she is um, called that in here, so it makes sense to refer to her as that before we start talk- calling her Aelin. Irene is my baby she you'll see more of her in the one two three four five, six book tower of dawn that's what i was reading and okay. we went to maryland mm-hmm. the whole book of reen i was book. wondering because she felt too important in this prequel to just be a character that you don't see again the same thing with ansel mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which i mean you can speak to her fate a little bit more without spoiling but um there are characters in this that like they get too much quote unquote like screen time for them to just be people that Selena meets. I will not be doing spoilers, but I will say this because you already mentioned it. The characters that come in these like five little novellas in one book mm-hmm. all resurface at some point. Now, Irene got a whole ass book because yeah. in her little novella. It showed that she was in trouble. She didn't have money to pursue her dream of being a healer and going to the separate country that was like 
the not realm of healers but if you wanted to be like a certified healer of the arts you would go there and train yeah she didn't have the money or access selena did and gave it to her yeah and like also, a random stranger the thing that and this is a theme that also like is true for ansel selena i think personally i feel like sees herself in irene because she mm-hmm. too had everything taken from her except she had a very different set of um events that followed and get her to where she is because i know at some point she reflects and kind of thinks about how she had at one point dreamed of going to this place where the healers are even just to see it and to experience that but she knows it's never going to happen so of yeah. course she's going to even as annoyed as she is with irene at you know multiple points in their story she sees the opportunity for her to do what she for Irene to do what she never got to do. She almost like, it was almost like a challenge or a dare because I marked this specific thing that happened. She, mm-hmm. S- Selena left where I, I, Irene, I call her Irene because I think that's, I, I don't know. Um, but Irene wakes up and she sees a giant bag of gold and the brooch that Selena was wearing. And she, Selena left her note saying, for wherever you need to go. And then some, the world needs more healers. Yeah. And, it was like almost a dare for her to like pursue her dreams because now that she had the access to it, she didn't hesitate. She didn't hesitate. Yeah, and I think there's also a, in in that way of saying it, there's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm giving you this money, so you have to do this thing. It's yeah. I'm giving it's you this money, so you you're need. not stuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's <coughs> sorry. It's also interesting in these books where selena makes these kind of uh temporary ephemeral friendship or relationship connections thinking about her with nehemia mm-hmm. and like how she is kind of the green in their mm-hmm. friendship she's the one that needs the help that needs to be pulled out of where she is stuck and nehemia obviously approaches it differently yeah but it's very interesting to see how she goes from using what little power she has to help others versus being the one who needs the help yeah like nehemia had the willpower and drive she knew exactly what was going to happen to her Mm -hmm. regardless and she still pursued the relationship with uh aelin because it was for the good of the world yeah basically has that intelligence and things Mm -hmm. that selena may speak uh elway yeah but there's so much that she doesn't know about like the word marks and magic really yeah so she makes all these friendships especially with irene they all will come back at some point um i know i'm not gonna spoil it but you'll you'll love it when it happens um (laughs) um but yeah yeah so this was like it would be very difficult if you didn't read this book and like until the end of the whole series yeah. if you just wanted to read it or read it because she would just be a person then she wouldn't have exactly that on. because when all these characters come back you would be so freaking confused like i'm not gonna spoil it and i know that i keep saying that because i keep reminding myself really mm-hmm. oh, but when they all come back you would be so confused on wh- who all these random characters are and you probably should on sarah for saying why would you bring all these people in yeah know who they are <laughs> so the more I think about Irene, uh, what is her name? The main, I, I, I hate that I'm blanking on her name. The main character from Children of Blood and Bone. Oh. Zele. 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 She reminds me of Zele. And yeah. I think that's why I instantly was like, she's a mixture of Zele and Am- Amari because she has no fighting skills. Yeah. But she has a legacy connected to her mother of this magic yeah. that's been taken from her. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very interesting to see also knowing that Selena is technically a magic magical being. Um, yeah. Seeing more of how the King of Adarlan has destroyed these identities and these people yeah. just by wanting to kill magic because he's like, <laughs> that's not cool and I can't benefit from it. Yeah. And not even all the magic was terrible. It was yeah. literally the healing art that requires magic which is why she goes to another country that has magic and she can actually learn and help people Mm -hmm. and let's just say she 
Mm, no, never mind. <laughs> we already know she's going to do something amazing because a bad Mask video. That's all I got to say. <laughs> she does not set up characters like this and not have them do something really fucking cool. I hype up Marine so much to the point I was on the phone with my mom earlier and I got on our master list and I was like, I need to throw some fan art of Marine in here <laughs> and a, like a little hot emoji. <laughs> and the best part is I literally like opened it and was like, that's new because I typed it all up earlier. So this appeared yeah. and I was like, oh, all right. Okay. I was like, I'm throwing this in there because I love her. She gives me Elaine look like an Elaine, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but she she's a bad baby. <laughs> yeah, and this she's definitely giving like um Elaine energy with the the especially the fan art with the hair and the dress, and also she has like that mm-hmm. feeble not not feeble, but like this feebleness to her when we first meet her. But there's that a potential for more. Evolves and she's <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um exactly exactly. So um I love her. God, I love that one. Um, another character I liked was Ansel. Yes. And I haven't read this in a bit, so I'll let you sum up Ansel's chapter with the other um, den of assassins in the desert. Yeah. Um, so Ansel's chapter, or novella section, whatever, is the assassin in the desert. So Selena in the assassin in the pirate lord, Selena and Sam free 200 um enslaved people who are rebels or just people that have been stolen and traded mm-hmm. um and they from find the out that lord. yeah so through the pirate lord and their boss sends them to the i'm basically summing up the pirate lord one because it informs this chapter but they send they're sent by their boss um arab and hamill mm-hmm. to they think that they're being sent to basically uh discipline the pirate lord for some assassins murders but he's actually made them deliver his terms of contract for buying slaves um and selena who like if you've read any of the other or the first two books you know she does not play with slavery no so she and sam and sam's motivations are similarly related but also more because of his backstory which is very interesting as well yeah but they end up freeing all these all of these people and as punishment after you know they're both beaten within an inch of their lives selena is sent to the desert the southern desert to work with the mute master assassin in another hub of assassins and they have very different structures to theirs yeah so when she's there she meets ansel who is the daughter of or was the daughter of a lord and Ansel becomes her roommate and she's very upbeat she's kind of got this spring in her step and Selena kind of respects comes to respect the way that she handles all of her pain and her trauma on the surface level and then we find out uh Ansel is working with uh the lord across like the sand dune that's trying to kill all of them because why wouldn't she I also kind of was like when she wouldn't let Selena go with her into the meeting, I was like, something's up. Because why else would you bring her all the way out here and not take her? Not to, like, get her advice on everything that's happening. Yeah. It just felt very... Felt very obviously like something was up. Which is not even, like, a dig. It's just my brain was already like, mm, wait a minute. Yeah, like, something. Sarah doesn't write shit that's, like, minor. It's, like, all will come back at some point. Yes. And that's why I'm always, like, when reading her books especially, some other books I will read and be like, ugh, and it's actually not relevant. Sarah J. Mass, if you see something that's a weird detail, it's relevant. I swear to God. Because, like, literally, this sets it up. I left a quote because I starred them when I was still doing that kind of book tab situation. Mm -hmm. And it was when, and I so sorry, I brought it back to Irene, everybody. It was Irene looked at Aitlin, and this girl wasn't like Wildfire. She was Wildfire, deadly and uncontrollable, and slightly out of her wits. That's, that's fucking, uh, what's the word? Foreshadow. Foreshadowing. Foreshadow. Yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) And I read that, and I was like, because I know we get hints of that also in the second book. Yeah. And I was like, mm, the alarm bell's going off. Something here is familiar. I love my Nesta, but Aelin's my favorite 
favorite Sarah J. Mass character. She is. Yeah. You'll love her, You'll love her the more and more it goes in. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy her. I love her character development. I yeah. still feel like she's just OP, though. Like, I will not lie. Yes, but that is slightly required for the trials they come for. And I understand. And like, the, once yeah. I read more, I'll probably have more context to that. But right yeah. now, she feels very much like that that protagonist that you like she's adorable and you love her but you're also like all right come on now yeah but it's not like she's like this is an argument it's just i'm trying to like no you're good you're good it's not like she's like you you see those op characters in some YA novels where they're just cocky and they can't back it up yeah and then there's aelin who doesn't even really use much of her power and is still OP just from fucking skill. And I think that's what I'm excited to see is like what she can do power wise because she has this confidence and like it's well founded with her training especially after she leaves Mm -hmm. um, this desert keep. Yeah. She has skills that no one around her has and she's able to start surprising people again with the way she fights. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see like what she's suppressing like yeah. what scary shit she can do that we don't know about yet or i don't know you already know but i know but i'm trying real hard and i'm not spoiling anything but yeah we'll definitely feel i think you'll feel satisfied speaking when- of restraint i'm actually kind of impressed with how she handles the answer situation when she finds out oh my god she let that bitch go <laughs> because it, it's very much informed by her her desire to be Ansel's friend and her like their kindred spirit but when she when Selena finds Ansel and finds out that she's trying to kill the mute master assassin yep and Ansel tries to fight back and of course Selena like kicks her ass and then she says to um Ansel like go home yeah and there's this like or no she's about to like shoot her yeah she says you have five minutes to pack your things and leave the fortress because in 20 minutes, I'm going up to the battlements and I'm going to fire an arrow at you. And you'd better hope that you're out of range by then. Because if you're not, that arrow is going straight through your neck. Yeah. And like, and then even Selena gives Ansel back the sword that was her father's. Like the only thing she has to remember um, her by. And Ansel tries to, this was after Ansel's like, come with me. Let's murder all these people and we'll just like figure it out. And she just hits her with, go home, Ansel. Like, yeah, I am taking the high road here. And she even waits an extra minute to make sure she's out of range before she fires. Yeah. It's an IOU. It's an IOU. And it's a brokenheartedness as well, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's for sure. It's for sure. Um, We'll see her later on in the series. Yeah, I'm excited to see her come back because I think she's a very morally gray character. I want to see more of the Meatmaster Assassin and his son. I will not lie. In the little bit I've seen of the two of them, I actually kind of like adore them, especially when they're on the roof and the Mute Master Assassin talks to her and she's like, Wait, what? You, you can speak? He's like, Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, you'll see them too, actually. Oh you'll see them see Ansel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all I'm going to give for a spoiler that's because it's kind of insinuated. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. The- that happens in um, I believe. No, I'm not going to say. Uh, <laughs> I, the, held back. Um, I held back i'm sorry <laughs> i also think even though ansel like ha- there's just like a whole sinister plot going on everything that's going on in this other training area really yeah. is like selena's kicking the ass of like uh, where you are those things are not normal or healthy yeah so as let's talk about that let's talk about how the mute master assassin and their guild differs from arrow Arabin or Arabin's uh, guild because Arabin rules with an iron fist and he believes all punishments should be enacted out in violence and or if it's not violence towards you it's violence towards your loved one or something yes. of that sort. So the Mute Master Assassin is very much um, kind of that like sagely figure who's very forgiving and deadly but forgiving yes and he doesn't believe in like privileging others yes um he believes that when you've earned your position and whatever you take it and he's very forgiving as a person 
Um, and his training is very unique because it's based off of animals and the wildlife around them rather than who's the strongest, fastest, and most violent. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing, and the Master Assassin points this out, is the acolytes and apprentices there do not owe money to the Mute Master Assassin for their training. Yeah. Versus Arabin likes to spend money in Selena's name and then say that she owes him that debt. Yeah. Which is like financial so abuse of the finest. Forever. Yeah. And then of course the Mute Master Assassin's like, I know this is like a thing that's going on, so here's some money. Yeah. Um, which he of course did not need to do, even though she saved his life. Because she was just grateful that he was alive and it taught her what he had. Yeah. Really. It's... She definitely saw that there is kindness even in the kind of position she's in. Mm-hmm. Like... It's like uh, Jekyll and Hyde, you know? Like... <laughs> yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's two different spheres of the same occupation where one's still fucking deadly, but is like, listen, I sympathize. And then the other's like... I am grooming you and I'm going to make sure you stay with me forever. To put it, okay. The Mute Master Assassin is the guy at the bar who's like six foot seven, 300 pounds of muscle. But it and just good. like picks his fights. Mm-hmm. Arabin is the short guy punching. Like he's got a good punch, but he's trying to punch the Mute Master Assassin. Like the, those are the energies yeah. of like, I just want to fight versus. I'm going to pick my battles wisely. Yeah. That's really what it is, too. It's really what it is. Now, let's talk about Aerobrin. How, what? <laughs> so, what were your first impressions? Ooh. Because I know we got mentions of Aerobrin throughout the first two novels. Um, so, actually, finally seeing him and his wrath, how... How did that uh come across to you? I everything about him I had gathered and I found myself curious about my reactions to him. Okay. How so? So like I knew he was like kind of a creepy creep and was manipulative. Like we get that through Selena's flashbacks or just like talking about him. Mm Mm-hmm the and it's almost like kind of like unnerving like it like gives you like the heebie-jeebies the description of how he beat selena Mm -hmm. where he purposely hits her in certain ways but she'll never but not to ruin her pretty face yeah but he still beats her within an inch of her life yeah it's very sounds very dv yes it sounds very dv yeah right like in a lot of domestic violence relationships, the perpetrator will not hit the face or anything that would be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like that. It's the same amount of abuse and pain and injuries, yet you can still see it turn a blind eye because you wouldn't know. Yeah, and I think that might be, that's probably why I felt, I was questioning my reaction to it because every time Selena explains it, like she makes note of that. She's aware of that. And then we learned that he beat Sam the same way. And I didn't have, I I didn't, A, I wasn't surprised. B, I didn't have the same level of like disgust at the fact that he beat Sam. And I think it's because it has that domestic violence feel of like, he quote unquote raises her, treats her like, and she knows like, she doesn't know if he's her father, brother, or lover, like doesn't know what that relationship is. And I think for him to covet her and possess her, I mean, he does also call her like, my possession when he sends her to end over yeah um, but like there is more of a personal um there's just more of a personalness to the way he beats her up versus how he beats sam and he beats sam the way he does to hurt her yes exactly wow. so it's a punishment for sam but it's also a punishment for selena yeah it feels like when in the movies like the crime boss beats up the idiot new guy that like messes something up really badly that's mm-hmm. sam versus when he go ho- goes home and like puts his hands on his wife that's what it feels like you're absolutely right it was 
And there are many instances throughout the book uh, where Sam's being beaten due to something that either they both did or um, she did. Yeah. Really. And I think even like... Sam's the- like, I'll, I'll take those beatings, you know? Exactly. And his manipulation of both of them, not not just by separation, but by like how Sam... Selena is quote-unquote punished in a way that makes her a better assassin. Yeah, like anytime Aelin was getting beat, and there's one specific instance where Sam, uh, Sam literally was screaming, I'll kill you. Yeah. Um, And like in one quote, the moment I woke up after he beat me, I realized I had to leave because I was going to kill him if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, not until you came back, not until I knew you were all right, until I saw that you were safe. And yeah. he knew too. And so. that's, that's the interesting thing is because once he once the not the king of assassins uh, yeah no the king of assassins um arab and once he gets out that initial rage he's very calcul- calculated about what he does yeah. he sends selena to suffer in the desert but knowing full well that she will come back a better fighter and a better killer and a better tool for him to use sam yeah. is punished by having to confront the reality of his mother which is a very sensitive spot. It's more of a mental torture than it is a time for improvement. Yeah. And I can't remember much of Sam's past. Can you remind me? Because that. So his mom. In my mind, in my mind, in my mind, Sam was dead. So I was like, I don't want to become too attached. So I kind of yeah. overlooked some stuff because I was so like, Sam's I know he died. <laughs> mother was a courtesan. She was very. Hmm. She was a very famous one. And when he was eight, she was murdered by a jealous client. Oh, okay. Um, so he's very sensitive to um, the plight of women who are forced into that, especially when they're dealing with the enslaved people. They're talking about the children being sold into um, brothels to be groomed and things like that. Like, of course, he's sensitive to that. Yeah, um, that that sounded familiar. I was thinking yeah. prostitute situation. Yep. Yeah, I just didn't. I wanted that one confirmed, but it seemed right. Yeah, so... Erebrin is a sick son of a bitch. Not yeah. with only not only physically, but like mental games that he plays are like fucking nuts. And if it makes feeling better, his karma comes back tenfold. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt about that because Selena still thinks about him in the first two books. There's no fucking way she's letting him get away with it, especially even beyond how he gets Sam killed. His tiny manipulations of her like when she comes back and he's trying to essentially gaslight her and manipulate her into feeling bad and forgiving him and she's like yeah no that spell is broken bud try again later i guess here wait have you seen the fan art of aelin finding sam dead no it doesn't sound like fun fan art I keep talking I, i'm gonna <laughs> you're good i mean since you mentioned that we can start talking about selena and sam and how their relationship developed because i was kind of surprised that it was like an enemies to lovers but like he falls in love first type of situation yeah um oh dear god it's so fucked he looks like the joker and that's like not even supposed to be like funny but he does it's like so fucked like here so there's a fan art of Aelin lying down on Sam's uh, dead body because, you know, Arabin got him killed. Um, it's so fucked because she wasn't even there when he died. Yeah. It's so fucked. He wasn't, she wasn't there when he died. And I think he actually preferred that, to be honest. Yeah, no, it would have killed him not to be like, haha, killed him faster. <laughs> uh, it would have emotionally destroyed him to know that in yeah. his last moment she was watching him suffer. Yeah, I think that might have just been for the best, to be quite a frank. Yeah. But let's talk about Selena and Sam, finally. So when they start out, when we first see Selena and Sam, I was actually kind of shook because the first, like, introduction of Sam, she's like, he's a pain in my side. Like, I fucking hate this dude. True love. And I was like, wait, <laughs> but but she like him. Yeah. We, we know she like him. What? We know so she like him. Um, but they start out as kind of, right <laughs> oh yeah, and it's very much this competitive spirit that like manifests into actual like dislike for each other, as far as we know. Yeah. Um. So they they are 
or they were at one point in competition to be Arabin's um, uh, heir. Yeah, heir. Selena obviously gets chosen because she's Selena. Um, that's all that really needs to be said on that. Yeah. Um, and Sam is always kind of for forever bitter about that, especially because she is given so much privilege. She really is. <laughs> yeah. When Ansel called her like a spoiled selfish bit selfish bitch, on one side I was kind of like, you don't really know what she's been through, so I don't know about that. But at the same yeah. time, it was like she kind of is. Yeah. Um, which also just makes her character that much like spicier because she really has a lot of depth of character. But mm-hmm. Selena and Sam, um, they really have their turning point in the assassin and the pirate lord because when selena's like i'm gonna do this really stupid crazy thing and you can either help me or you can explain to arabin why i'm dead yeah so basically forces his hand and he's like no you didn't even have to force my hand like i'm for it yeah and after he almost dies she has her like oh shit i actually kind of care what happens to him moment which it's interesting because most times when it's like, oh, I snapped out of my ignorance and I, I love him. I'm like, what? But I, th- <laughs> but I think her conflict and Selena, anytime she's a fashion for anyone so far, is very much like, no, I don't like him. I mean, mm-hmm. I might like him, but I don't like him, but I might like him. I, never, and I, yeah. I like that she's indecisive. Yeah. It's cute. It's sad. Very sad because we go into the book knowing he dies, but still cute. Yeah. But it also adds more to, like, her reactions with Dorian and Kale. It makes so much more sense knowing how her and Sam came to be together and mm-hmm. everything that happens between them. Because after they free the enslaved, like I said, they are both punished separately. They don't see each other for three months, and she doesn't even know if he's alive. Mm-hmm. And then when they're back together, they're in this kind of dance of, like, I like you, you like me, but I don't want to say it because I'm stubborn. And I don't know if you like me back, so I'm not going to say that. And then finally they have their, like, I love you moment after she almost dies, of course. Um, And then they go into this, like, domesticated living together, trying to survive situation, which of course is when things really go poorly because no matter her paying off her debt, her paying off his debt, or buying them out of the um, Assassin's Guild, she is still viewed as property. Yeah. 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 And I think he's the first and only person to really see her as more than that. Yeah. Their relationship was I don't want to say monumental, but it really was to her. Like, there's not a single book where Sam's not mentioned. Yeah. He was, I think, her pivotal moment of realizing, like, not everyone wants to use me. Yeah. I'm not just a, a tool or a cog in the machine for someone else. Like, he just loved her to love her. There was nothing else expected from that. And he was fully prepared to go to his grave, never telling her because he didn't think that it would be something she would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really what it was, too. Yeah. God, I'm trying to find the bit where she was beaten. I think it's at the beginning of the assassin and the healer or the, it's it's in between those two because it's pretty it's either at the oh, end I think of it's the, in first the beginning one. of the healer yeah it's at, it's at the end or the beginning because it's her she has the bruises when she meets uh irene yeah and, and she offers the, to heal they serve as a reminder yeah but we find out later that he's been he she had never known I couldn't remember what he was screaming. Yeah. Um, and he's screaming, I'll kill you, which is like, girl, if you can't see that boy likes you, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, the relationship just kept going through. He admitted he loved her. He's always pretty much loved her, except she was too stubborn to really realize it, so he didn't really do Yeah. And then he got killed, and that was the only person that understood Aelin. Uh, and I have a question for you. Kind of scaling back, I know you know more than I do about it, but scaling it back based off of everything that happens in book one and book two. 
yeah. and looking at this, you're good. Um, do you think that in reality, anyone will actually like at this, at the point of the end of book two, anyone can ever compare to Sam? Cause she has other affections, but it, none of them seem to pick up like this relationship did. See, this is tough. Doing I, the best you can. Doing the best I can. Because at the end of book two... I'll say this. I'll say this. Okay. It's no brainer that, you know, Aelin ends up with someone. No brainer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they are destined, okay? They are. But I will say this. She does tell that somebody at Sam's grave, Mm -hmm. you could have been my mate. We will never know, but I will always love you. And the person she ends up with has mad respect for Sam. He really does. He even thanks Sam on at his grave and shit. I will say that. Mm-hmm. So I I, I believe it's possible about... to have two great loves. Yeah. Time. So that's what I'll say with that. Like she'll never not love Sam. Yeah. It doesn't mean she can't not love someone else. I also had never even considered Sam potentially being her mate. Because her face side is so suppressed in this. And I also just remember that, like, he dies never knowing who she actually is. Yeah. Like, that... And I'm sure that's something that... I don't know if it's talked about, but something that would eat at her. Like, he loved her not knowing who she actually was. And he was very understanding about, like, she wanted to tell him the truth. And he was like, when you're ready, you can tell me. But until then, don't even worry about it. Yeah. I know all I need to know. And, of course, that's going to be like a... Ooh, yeah that's not gonna happen so it is addressed that she loves sam she's had these talks with everybody and people that knew sam are still in throughout the other books mm-hmm. so they like don't shut on her for being in love with someone else and the guy doesn't even shut on her for still being in love with sam yeah which is great because if he did that'd be terrible oh yeah especially no. with the way she lost him so yeah there is a sense of understanding with the person that she does end up with and you'll meet him in the next book actually mm-hmm. um i don't know how you'll feel about him but i do love him <laughs> i'm honestly and this is like not relevant to this book but at the end of book two i was so disappointed in kale i was like bro bro you had to pull your head out of your ass for like 20 seconds you won't believe who his dumb ass ends with <laughs> oh god but, like we talked about this in, in the last episode but i was just like dude why Bruh, he got his own book. And I was on the way to Maryland with Lauren. I was reading that book. And I told her multiple times I did not want to be reading this book, but I did. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I did it because if I did did not, then it would not make sense in the last book. Kale, I so I'm upset with Kale. I'm more disappointed with him, but I still love that type of character. Because mm-hmm. he reminds me of Grey from um, A Curse of Dark and Lonely, that series, the Curse Breaker series. And Grey has such a beautiful character arc that I'm like, Kale, you can't be this similar to this character and let me down. And I know he's probably going to, but I love the setup of, like, the guard who's very loyal to, like, his cause. Yeah. But, or even, like, Blood and Honey. That is what I want, is, like, he betrays his cause because he actually falls in love. Yeah. But, of course, I know it's too easy for him to just be like, yeah, you know that oath I took and, like, all this time I've dedicated to this? Fuck it. Like, (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. I think you're going to like her love interest. I do. It's just one scene that might be hit or miss with you, but it does mean something. Like, it's not just there to be there. It does Mm -hmm. mean something, and it's pretty monumental for Aelin, so, like, um, yeah. I will say this. When it comes to all the Sarah J. Mass book boys with this next book, I'm so excited to talk about. I put him at like top level with Cassian. Oh shit. I'm in for it then. I do. It's just the way he literally backs up Aelin on everything and is like she can take care of herself and he knows that and he yeah. lets her handle her shit. But like the second she like slips up and needs help right fucking there <laughs> and i'm very interested like in that that relationship dynamic because i think like cassian and nesta their relationship is very well balanced in that like he will defend her to everyone else but check her shit to her 
Yeah, and he does that too. Mm-hmm. He does. And that in, in the scene I'm talking about where it might be hit or miss with you, it's him checking her shit. <laughs> Got you. Because I like I like It's the not idea. like DB, but <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea of like defend your person, but also I hate the idea of like, oh, I love them so much they're never wrong. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, because there are times where Aelin is wrong and some he checks her on it in private, of course. She and this is something I actually love about her. She fucks up all the time. Aelin? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she I this is something I like actually do like a lot about her. She's constantly screwing up. Yeah. And, and she like, acknowledges it too. Yes. And it's very much um refreshing. It's, it's realistic, yeah, it's refreshing. It's why uh, I like her. Like I love Nesta, but I will admit, I love my baby Nesta. I know I'm not shitting on her because I do love her. But when she does fuck up, she doesn't really, like, say she fucks up. Aelin's like, ooh, hmm, I should have rethought about that. Nesta and apologizes. Has, yes. <laughs> when Nesta fucks up, she has the energy of the dog sitting in the fire with a cup of coffee. Yeah. She acknowledges that it's happening, but she's not going to do anything to fix it. Yeah. Uh, and that's like with the you know trauma and shit. I get that too. Yeah. But like also, we have to, like as someone with trauma, I fuck up a lot, and I do have to apologize to people or separate myself. Like one time, like <laughs> I do have anger issues. One time, my MacBook broke, and I literally stepped out of the room for like 20, 30 minutes. That was one of mo- the most terrifying moments of my life. I will not lie to you. I really I separated myself because I knew myself, and I knew like people were gonna try to help me I just did, couldn't at that moment well you got up walked out of the room Paige went to say something and I was like just don't just let her she'll come out when she's ready and then you know sat myself. in my bathroom and when like, I'm angry I angry say cried. something I don't mean and I yeah. was just angry crying in the bathroom because it wasn't my fault but like and everybody was really trying to help and Apple uh, tech wasn't helping I'm like I love my friends I for this I'm gonna step out because I'm gonna say something that I do not mean at all. <laughs> it was it was very messed to ask. I never seen Andrea clean so quick. <laughs> she started anxiety cleaning. I was like, oh no, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, with Aylin, you get that where uh, she has anger issues too, but she like me puts herself in check and makes sure, unless it's like. For instance, Nehemia dying, then no, she yeah. didn't keep herself in check, and I could not blame her for that. And I feel like <laughs> growing up around the person that she did, like being under Arabin for so long, has made her very aware of herself because he was constantly watching her. Yeah. And I feel like while that awareness can cause anxiety and all of these feelings of un- like not being safe, she also is, uh, and this is also addressed in this book of like her trauma and her rage can be something constructive if she wants it to be she uses that scrutiny she was under to assess herself Mm -hmm. and realize like i was wrong in that situation and i need to fix it not Mm -hmm. well that happened sucks to suck i did it anyway and going on and keeping talk i I i'm gonna keep saying aelin because i love the name selena but like she's aelin um going along with this this also ties in with her character and her desire to save the enslaved and that sounds so like out of the like out of here like for a point to talk about but it is because the enslaved are people that have no choices and although aelin has the ability to like walk around and do stuff she has no choices yeah and she says to sam and they have this conversation about it where he's like well don't we deserve or like she says like they have no choice and he says well we have no choice either and she said but they also didn't have the chances we had and like we've yeah. killed all these people we're here now they don't have to be here yeah exactly like she acknowledges it and she really sympathizes to the point where she literally freed like what 200 300 yeah people I, in the pirate lord not novella i keep yes i'm sorry uh, <laughs> in my cap i think it's very interesting because if she was not essentially like a human like a victim of human trafficking because that's basically what this is yeah um this would feel very white savior but because she's someone who is trapped in this situation and like 
Arabin knows her identity. He knows who he who she is. He knows exactly who she fucking is because he wouldn't have taken her in. Yeah, he knows he who she is, it's and he knows her race and how how dangerous it is for her in this world, and is using that against her in a way that is very similar to enslavement. And yes, she's able to pay herself out of it, but like term slavery existed, so that's a thing too. Um, but she she has her choices taken away so early that she doesn't stand a chance and the fact that she sees that for other people and is actively against that is so pivotal yeah even when she had her secret apartment yeah away that was her solace that was her and sam's place it wasn't because arabin literally was in her apartment when he told her that so yeah literally even waiting for her on she wasn't free. yep I think it makes um, this especially seeing what her life was like under Arabin, kind of going into the next point we're talking about, but knowing what her life was like under Arabin informs her connection she builds when she's in Endover with the people who were enslaved and brought there. It informs her sympathizing with Nehemia and the people of Elway and wanting secretly to, you know, kind of be someone for them but also being at odds because once again in the new in the first and second book she becomes someone else's quote-unquote property yeah with the assassin not the assassin a throne of glass she was still the property of dorian yep and then in the second one she's the property of his father yeah in the third book she's finally not the property of anybody yeah and she doesn't really know how to deal with that and she's learning she enters a world where magic is free Mm -hmm. and that side of her comes out and she's like the fuck yeah when someone has when your entire life was spent with someone telling you how to how to exist what to do where to go how to behave Mm -hmm. that freedom is almost terrifying i think yeah so it it also made sense for her punishment to go to Endover. Endover, yeah. wherever, what, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but yeah. I feel like that was his, like, last hurrah of, I will use my control over you because I made you this person. I can send you away and make you no one again. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Literally, the last line in the book was Selena Sardathian lifted her chin and walked into the salt mines of Indovir. And she was saying, I will not be afraid. Yeah. Because that's every, that's what Sam always said. And she always says that in every single book. Mm -hmm. She just starts using her name. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's such a good quote. (laughs) Shit. And I think it's, it's something so simple that has, holds so much power. Which makes yeah. it even cooler. And it's a way to keep Sam. Like, she keeps Sam in her thoughts all the time. Yeah. And with everything she does. But it's, like, something of hers and his that she still consistently does. And it comforts her. And it's something... That's why I still believe that whole thing. Yeah. Where two loves at the same time are accurate. Mm-hmm. Because while her and her love interest, like, in the books, they have their own thing that they always say. Well, this is Sam and her own thing that she always says. And that's also, it's something that cannot be controlled by Arabin or the king. Yeah. It is something that they wouldn't even understand or think twice about her saying. Yeah. Or, or, and most of it's in her thoughts. So it's completely private to her and Sam. So what is your rating for this book? Because honestly, although it's a novella, I got it. I gave it a solid 4.75 out of 5. I think I would definitely do a, probably a four out of five because i wish instead of because we kind of know how sam dies mm-hmm. instead of a chapter on him i would have loved to see a chapter of her time at endover mm-hmm. like skipping his death or even leaving that scene about her laying on the thing next to him like that was very powerful but i want to see like when she got to endover did she break what i wanted to see with that like it's not something i thought of which is a good mm-hmm. point but if we were to get that chapter, it'd be the chapter of her breaking and trying to get over the wall. Yes. Yep. Where we get that little snippet in the first book in Throat of Glass where um, 
she like killed like i don't know how many guards and she made it farther than any slave yeah that ever could because she knew what would happen if she did it she was betting on dying and she didn't die that's what broke her i would have loved to see that more fleshed out and understanding more of how did she we know cruelty but like how much did sam's death factor into that feeling how much did knowing she was betrayed factor into that like getting the full picture of that scene unfortunately you will get a scene like that okay i don't cry when i read um not really you just Um, get angry i do um i cried with that like 30 chapters Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was long (laughs) um said would you like a chapter of this you will probably not you won't probably tear up but holy shit lauren and she doesn't go through it alone Mm -hmm. she's not the only one that breaks (laughs) it's so fucking sad (laughs) oh my god you will get it um not with assassin's blade but you will get it (laughs) yeah and i think that's like i was looking for not necessarily i wasn't like pile on the trauma it was like there's some things i still have questions about you'll get it (laughs) okay you'll get it comforting my cat looks like he read the chapter and he's just staring at the wall he's been just still and staring at the wall i'm like oh you read kingdom of ash didn't you Yeah, it was a good novella. Usually it's hit or miss when it comes to those kind of books, but it was Sarah J. Mass, so it was a hit. And I think she played it really smart in having, like, the assassin and blank so she could put jumps of time between it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she didn't have to do as much in-between character and world building to get us from point A to point B. Yeah. Well, next week, we're going to be reading Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Uh, this is Lauren's pick, so I'm reading it currently. I'm so fucking excited about this book. I love this book. Yeah. And there's actually a show. I still haven't seen the show because I'm kind of scared it'll ruin the book, but there yeah. was a show that was done in 2021. Okay. So I think it's like maybe on Apple TV. It's, let me just look it up. I literally have a laptop sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds slightly familiar. Yeah. TV series, HBO. Oh, I actually may be able to watch it then. HBO. Oh, I have to watch that. Yeah. It's a very interesting book. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to talk about it with you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week then. Bye. Bye.